Welcome to the City of Heroes podcast, a resource for the casual Heroes gamer. Your hosts, Shooch and Viv, are here to explain basic and advanced features of COH, as well as give tips and answer your questions about this great MMO. Hello, we've got breaking Yeah, I can't do that. Um, hi, this is Chooch. I wanted to give a quick update with a couple of points related to this episode. Uh, first of all, it's very, very late. We recorded this at the end of August, and then we had to head out of town uh, for an extended period and didn't get a chance to post it. I had actually edited most of it, and... Um, didn't realize I hadn't finished it off, but couldn't while we were out of town, and then just realized that it hadn't happened. Uh, so I uh, could have had it up and running about a week ago. But anyways, my sincere apologies for that, and didn't mean to delay this, you know, more than it already has been. But also, since it's been a little while, there's a couple news items that are uh, somewhat time sensitive, and or just you know very new newsy news that <laughs> you should know about. So I wanted to insert that here up front uh, so you can have this new news and then we will get into the full episode. Uh, apology number two, it's kind of long. It's uh, just over two hours without this piece I'm adding here. So uh, there were a lot of the patch notes. There, were, there, were, there was a lot of new stuff in page four, which um, you may have already experienced completely or maybe you're not aware that there's a new page or I'm sorry, a new uh, issue out. And, uh, you know, you should jump in and get on that goodness. Speaking of uh, timeliness, it is uh, the fall season is upon us. We are in October. And that means, as you can see on the screen here, spooky season approaches. Homecoming's Halloween event 2022. <clears throat> this event has now officially launched. It is going from October 4th to November 1st. And uh, it has all the goodness that we have come to know and love from uh, City of Heroes Halloween events. We've got our trick-or-treating, we've got giant monster hunts, and there are a few differences. Um, there are some new trick-or-treating enemies, five new elite bosses. Uh, they can now spawn while trick-or-treating above level 25. Uh, we've got ancient vampires, spectral werewolves, arisen mummies, crone matriarchs, and hollow reapers. Uh, these spooky new elite bosses will reward five-fold experience and influence for each one defeated. So uh, that's pretty sweet. As an added bonus, these elite bosses, which uh, is here, also count for the older defeat badges. Spectral werewolves count as both werewolves and ghost defeats. So it's like a two-in-one, eh? <laughs> and as noted, they do spawn at a lower rate than other trick-or-treat enemies and were designed to be tough. With the best results, trick or treat with a group. So you know you get more bad guys every for every door, and uh, more of a chance of getting these elite bosses. Uh, they're really fun to fight. I fought a couple last night. There are some new Halloween badges that come along with these uh, elite bosses, which is always great. And each of these badges will reward two of the new prismatic ether particle salvage as a bonus for a grand total of ten possible on each character. <clears throat> uh, we'll get into that later with the uh, the notes, <laughs> patch notes. But it's a, essentially a new form of currency that uh, one of the benefits will let you uh, 
uh, save some of these Halloween costumes to make them permanent, which is really cool. There's some other uh, minor changes. Uh, and then, as I mentioned, we've got our trick-or-treating, we've got our giant zone monsters, we've, we've got random zombie invasions happening, the Dr. Kane House of Horror Trial, Atlas Park Makeover, and uh, Endless Night all over the place. So, that's always a lot of fun. There is a post here on the forums. It's uh, uh, stickied, so it's easy to find it. And uh, there is also a page on the Homecoming Wiki that has the same information presented in a uh, wiki format. If you prefer that, right under this announcement, Daisy had mentioned in the uh, forums that she is again having her Halloween extravaganza giveaway. And if you didn't, if you missed this last year, uh, or, you know, year before, Daisy has, uh, she's an amazing base builder, first of all. She is amazingly creative and amazingly generous. If you've seen our castle base uh, during streams, and well, you'll see it during this stream, uh, the outside at least, uh, Daisy had built that for us when um, she came on and did an interview about about base building. And as part of the interview, she's like, well, you know, it'd be it might be helpful if I could show, you know, a new base being built. So maybe I'll build you guys one. And we were just blown away. You know, she's so busy, first of all, but you know, it's a big undertaking. And, and I must say, I mean, the results are just phenomenal. Um, and we've, you know, we've gushed about that before on the episodes, but so Daisy's an amazing base builder and she's also an amazing community builder. She's got a discord. She has other base builders. She does, uh, she has tutorials on YouTube, and uh, so she has this amazing haunted house that employs real-time NPCs, uh, real players playing NPCs, um, to scare people who come into the base. <laughs> and the base is just, it's insane. It's so big. It's so... Uh, uh, haunted house, it seems like... Um, I don't know. Seems like not uh, enough of a term because there's just so many chambers and so many different sections and uh, the creativity is just off the hook. It's so much fun. It's so much fun when the uh, the scare actors are there. Um, I helped out last year as one of the scare actors. I'm going to do so again this year. Um, so um, part of this, as you can see, uh, is uh, giveaways. There are bases on all of the shards. She's having a little trouble right now. Uh, getting um, Indomitable and Torchbearer uh, bases populated to do giveaways. Um, she's actually supplying a lot of the, the the influence. She supplies the influence and supplies um, super packs and stuff to do part of the giveaway, um, which is a lot of fun. And of course, culminates with everybody heading to uh, her uh, haunted house, exploring that and the doll house with... Um, X5 and Doll uh, do a giant uh, costume contest that aligns, you know, with uh, with Daisy's extravaganza, wherein they will be giving away billions and billions of influence. Um, that is a sight to behold, too. And the last year, the costumes that were people submitted were just brilliant. <clears throat> there were some really, really inventive things. So Daisy has a uh, new forum thread specifically on homecoming 
uh, that you can do a search for Halloween giveaway extravaganza that has the code to get into her base. And that's going to be published. Uh, that's going to be publicized all over the place. If you don't see it, I believe it's the same as last year. Boo dash one seven one eight nine, um, which is on the everlasting shard is the, the actual uh, haunted house. And uh, it'll be open. Uh, sorry, I'm not seeing right here. I'm not sure if it's open right now, like if it's open all month, but I know that specifically for the week of Halloween, you know, that's when they'll have the actual scare actors and the Halloween weekend itself, you know, specifically. Um, that's when it'll be fully personed with all the moving parts and everything. Uh, so that's a lot of fun. So there's the, the time sensitive news. Uh, another piece of news, uh, you may have come across this. If you have tried to launch the COH modder, it stopped working. Uh, as near as I could see, it was uh, beginning of August. Unfortunately, I hadn't launched it. I hadn't uh, tried to, uh, uh, to use it until like today. So it's been down uh, since August 9th. And it ends up, it's not a temporary uh, temporary thing, unfortunately. So on the forums, the Philotic Knight is the one who had created CUH Modder, and uh, apparently they disagreed with something with the devs. It's not clear what happened, um, and, you know, I don't want to start rumors or anything. I haven't done, like, any extensive searching on the forums to see uh, what happened, other than um, there was speculation that uh, they may, Philotic Knight may have been, may have uh, not been happy with something, something with the devs, some direction or something, so... They, uh, oh, sorry, so it, it was down briefly on August 9th, and then they brought it back up, and then August 23rd is the first I see somebody else noticing error messages that um, it's down again. And uh, in this time period, the Philotic Knight changed their name on the forums from Philotic Knight to Nope, took their webpage completely down, uh, and just replaced it with nope, I'm out. And with the web page down and the back end down, the COH modder tool stopped working correctly. It just flashes a bunch of errors because it's trying to get the web content, uh, refresh the lists of, uh, you know, the mods and all that sort of thing. Um, so it was very sudden and there was some troubleshooting going on on how to get specifically video maps working uh, because that was like one of the original people, you know, that's what they were trying to do when they noticed that it was down. And that's when the speculation started that, you know, it looks like Philotic Knight uh, has, uh, you know, uh, pulled the project, decided that's something they don't want to do any longer and pulled up stakes. And so some people on the, um, some other people on the forums, you know, were speculating about things and uh, user uh, Michio, Mich, M-I-C-H-I-Y-O, essentially said, well, guess I'm gonna have to build my own tool now. <laughs> and in response to that, uh, Philotic Knight, uh, now known as Nope, uh, put a zip file with all the source code. And said, you know, good luck. Uh, you could probably do better than I've done. Have at it. And gave the source code. And in the last few weeks, um, uh, my assumption was, oh, well, maybe they must be making that work again. Because there was a another 
post <clears throat> that by Michio, the city mod installer has been released. And um, you can see the lookout is, or, sorry, the layout is fairly similar, but he didn't, sorry, they, I don't know if it's uh, he, she, them, uh, they did not use the source code from Philotic Knight slash Nope. Went ahead and created their their hundred percent own uh, application that handles the updates differently, and the backend's different. Um, pig files, zip files. There's you know uh, stuff that if you want to know, you can look at the form. You know <laughs> they'll be happy to tell you about it. Um, but part of this means that all of the mod developers who had created the different mods need to create an account on mods.cityofheroes.dev, which is where uh, Michio has created their site, and they have to re-upload their mods. They have to create an account and upload the mods. To download mods, to download the tool, you do not have to create an account. And this is the website, City Modder. Welcome to City Modder. With the, uh, the, the new mods posted up so far, uh, uh, Above the Chemist is the only one who has uploaded all of theirs. Michio also had a, uh, a mod that they had created in the past. So that is on there now, and we're looking forward to, you know, having this populated. A few people on the forums had the zip files from the previous COH modder and have offered, you know, to repackage and uh, put them up there. I'm sure the preference, you know, is that the, the original authors upload their own mods. All right, well, that's enough for me up front. Um, let's uh, head straight into the full podcast with Aviv reading those patch notes. You don't have to hear me droning on. And... Um, as always, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for all the support. And we'll catch you next time. Good hunting, heroes. This is the City of Heroes podcast. I'm Juge. And I'm that's Viv. <laughs> and we are here to bring, uh, to discuss the uh, issue. Uh, I'm nope. sorry. No? H4. Page four, but there's still an issue. Issue 27, page four. Patch notes, because it launched, there's new stuff. And people are doing it. People are doing the new stuff. <laughs> so we thought we'd chime in and talk about it. We've been, you know, as I said, I haven't launched the software in three months. We've been absent for a bit. We had done our uh, two things. Uh, people are probably sick of hearing it. We did these two episodes about enhancements. And so the, we were going to do the third episode and, and still haven't actually recorded the darn thing. And um, <laughs> may end up discussing it after this, possibly, uh, depending on how long this goes. Um, but... The, uh, the patch notes is such a huge thing and big change and all that. So we, you know, we thought, well, we got to log in and talk about that, right? Yeah. Right? I think so. <laughs> XP Rich in the chat. We're discussing issues. Is this an intervention? <laughs> Maybe. It's so far past an intervention. There's no help to be had. We are just, <laughs> we are just moving forward. <laughs> right. Um, and, you know, so with... We've done a lot of discussion about the podcast and about the game, about, um, you know, the reasons that we haven't had the time to actually do the City Fairs live podcast or record the other stuff. And, you know, <clears throat> we uh, essentially need to stop making promises and just uh, say 
very sorry. We haven't sorry. been so able to do this. Sorry. And um, so, yeah, we're essentially going back on hiatus, kind of, sort of, like... So we're not going to be doing new episodes like we were about, you know, different game features and that sort of thing. Partially because... Um, partially, well, it doesn't matter. The main thing is that we're going to go ahead and keep doing these episodes when there is significant news um, in the homecoming world or the other server world. So, you know, we don't really follow those other servers very closely, but something like this, you know, a, a big a release, a page four release, um, that's news. And so we want to sign in and we want to continue to cover these sorts of things. Uh, yeah. But we're not going to be doing the other features anymore. I mean, for those of you that have been with us since the beginning or from, you know, our first uh, cycle of podcast episodes, um, you know that we're casual gamers. We're casual. We we don't have a lot of time. <laughs> and with my health stuff, I don't get to play as much as I used to. So my loving husband games where I game, mostly. And I'm grateful for that. But uh, that also might be part of the problem here. Um, and so we are going to be doing, we are going to do patch notes and fun things like that. But we're also like, you know us, it's literally, hey, wild hair up the ass. Let's talk about this. And then we'll poop out an episode without much planning. But hopefully a lot of fun will be had um, and maybe a little information shared. Uh, we, you know, we don't pretend to take this super seriously as far as like, we cannot make it into uh, a weekly schedule, which people have asked us for again and again. We do not have the time right now or the spoons, if you understand that theory. Um, but uh, we are trying to focus our time on having fun with it. And we were losing that a little bit. And I'm sure you can understand, we just want to get back to the fun. And we will always do a podcast to share the fun stuff, because who doesn't want to share fun stuff? But again, like Chooch said, there's just not that much going on. Homecoming has released this big issue, which got us off of our asses. But um, otherwise, there's not a whole lot of changes going on. There's a lot of great content being created by players in the AE. There's a lot of great stuff going on in the forums. But I tend to take that stuff a little too seriously and the chaos and the <laughs> the chaos and the uh, the negativity keeps me from going there very often. So, you know, this is not really any different than what you've experienced in the last probably four months. We aren't going to be pot doing <laughs> a regular schedule is, is the punchline, the TLDR. But the important thing is page four is here. And we're going to go through those patch notes. Uh, as usual, you know, we're not going to discuss every single bullet point and every little thing, all the little uh, details, but um, we want to discuss the big things. And there are a couple significant changes that uh, Forum World and uh, people have definitely been talking about. And we're curious to get people's take uh, in the chat. Um, and what you think about it. <clears throat> you got the notes up, right, Viv? And then I've got them up here if you want to take it away. I do. First, I want to thank Von Lightning because I noticed that we have a new iTunes review from April 9th. 
And I really appreciate Aww. it. Thank you so much. Uh, says, I was a big fan of the game back on live and recently got back into it with Homecoming, Chooch and Viv are so much fun. And I've thoroughly enjoyed listening to their informative Homecoming content as well as their nostalgic content from live. They both have a lot of experience with the game and I love their dynamic personalities. Oh, thank you for what's Whoa! Chooch and his cultured references and technical <laughs> knowledge. Mm, the big brain. And Viv with her enthusiasm and kindness towards other players. They work so well together. Oh my gosh, that is so sweet. My favorites are probably their lore content and their explanation of game mechanics, which sometimes includes interviews with subject matter experts. Outside of the podcast, they are very active streamers, so it is fun to follow them there as well. Thank you so much, Fawn Lighting. That is just such kindness. I really, I, I just was like, oh, wait, there's a review there. Let me, I hadn't read it before and I just really appreciate it so much. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you very much. And I want to point out that we do have XP Rich here with us. And XP Rich is also Trauma Train Rich, you guys. I don't think we've done a podcast since you've um, launched your new endeavor. So I'm going to take, I know, I know, patch notes are coming. I'm going to take a quick <laughs> moment to just say that uh, our dear friend and uh, podcast. Uh, oh, that's not working. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's on your channel. That's right. I was like, so... Uh, <laughs> I never try to do shoutouts on anybody else's channel, so there, where do you go? But uh, so Trauma Train Rich is now doing. Um, a, he's got his. He's got his um, City of Heroes uh, stream that he does with Trauma Train Rich. He also is now doing a, this new endeavor with uh, 3D models and printing, and it's really fun. It's over at, at XP Rich, and uh, that's in the chat. So, okay, now, hey, Crutch Monster, how's it going? Welcome. I appreciate you guys coming to hang out today. I hope you're having a great Saturday. Welcome, Grudge. Welcome, Grudge. How are you, Grudge? I don't know what I said out loud, but in my mind, I said hello to Grudge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I got to play the, the sound alert. Welcome back. Welcome back. It's funny, the sound alerts are not playing for us for some reason, although I heard the first, like, second of the, it went whoop, and then gone. Did you guys hear that? Did you guys hear the sound alert play? Because we've what? been having, Chooch has been having a heck of a time today. I can see it going, I you know, I see the meters moving in OBS, so I know it's going through the stream, but for some reason it just doesn't play for me. It's the weirdest thing. Oh, well. not worried about it. So the patch notes, they're long, guys. <laughs> Voluminous. <laughs> yes, lengthy in uh, all the ways. So we're going to, like Chooch said, we're not going to read each and every line. We are going to hit the hit the, the bullet points and maybe talk about some of them. We haven't played any of the new stuff at all. I'm hoping that we might... It looks like we're going to be playing lengthy, lengthy and girthy. Yes, Rich. I'm trying not to say that, but thank you. Lengthy and girthy. Um, Grudge says, doing good, working lots of overtime. Things are starting to even out so I can get back into the game again. Yay, I'm so glad to hear that. I, I know what it's like, man. I know what it's like. <laughs> get to itching and jonesing for the game. 
Um, so let's go ahead and jump in. Um, due to the large number, so this is Patch Notes issue 27, page four. It launched on Tuesday, August 23rd. Work with me, microphone. Work with me. <laughs> One note, which is right here at the very top. I don't know why I didn't see it. Due to the large number of power changes, all characters receive a free respec. And because of the uh, big costume change you'll hear about, um, everybody gets free costume change tokens for each of the uh, costume slots they've unlocked. Each character. It says each player, but, you know. All players will receive a free costume change token for each costume slot they have unlocked. So, right. yeah. Right on. Every character, yeah. <clears throat> Alrighty. So, what's new in issue 27, page 4? The marquee features are new incarnate mission content, Sister Valeria, which I think if Chooch agrees uh, that that's what we'll be doing in my play uh, playtime stream later tonight. Yeah, sounds fun. And it's a mission, not a task force, so it's not intimidating in any way. Everybody should get out there and play it. We'll probably, depending on how my throat is after reading these patch notes, uh, we'll probably be reading it as we go as well. Uh, new power sets, Symphony, Control, and Sonic Assault, which I'm really... I'm excited to play Symphony Control. There have been a lot of complaints about it already, but we knew it was going to be noisy. Uh, name release policy. We are in phase one warnings. I'll explain more of that later. I think I'm just going to go dip into the marquee features instead of reading what's coming. Let's not read the yeah. Uh, yeah, index. So uh, incarnate mission content, Sister Valeria. Focused feedback, Sister Valeria's story arc. The new story arc. Dark Tidings and Glory. Cooperative, level 50 plus. Sister Valeria, a warrior of Bellona, has, Bellona? Bellona. Bellona has been assigned to Phoebus Point by Imperius's command to protect Sister Solaris from kidnappings and subterfuge. While there, she has taken it upon herself to make it as a discreet place to discuss the continued plague of the Romulan traitors. Knowing full well that Marcus Valerius is soon to depart with the idol of Mott to the abyss. She will offer players the opportunity to make a grand gesture on behalf of the Cimarroran people, striking at the heart of the Dark Ones that still haunt the land and the people's dreams, despite Imperius's best efforts to eradicate them. Players will unravel a tangled web of time travel treachery and clean up loose ends as the omnipresent threat of the Nictus continues to fester even after Romulus and Requiem failed in their plot to take over the ancient land. Meet new foes, new signature enemies, and witness the grandiose nature of the true Shadow Cyst, which has never been seen before. Stop the Nictus from upending the timeline with purloined knowledge. Interesting. That sounds super fun. Yeah. So she is, uh, the, the story art contact is Sister Valeria herself, Phoebus Point, Cimarora, um, located on the upper area of Phoebus Point by the door that leads to the lower area. Uh, there's a thumbtack. I'm not going to read it. It's a bunch of numbers. <laughs> this, is, uh, this is incarnate content and players will have access to all their incarnate shifts while on these missions. This content contains the uh, incarnate Cimarron traders required for the Legate badge, L-E-G-A-T-E. Legate? I don't know. Um, and it's, uh, let's see, repeatable Cimarron incarnate missions. Alexandra Sedaris. 
located uh, behind Sister Valeria. Unlocked by completing the first mission in Sister Valeria's story arc, offers infinitely repeatable missions featuring the incarnate Cimarron traitor <laughs> enemies. This is incarnate content and players will have access to all their incarnate shifts while on these missions. Additional missions have been added, which unlock once you've completed Valeria's arc. Oh, that's nice. Uh, repeatable show up in rotation and feature the Ravenna Conclave. Conclave. New power sets. So I'm super excited to do that story arc, by the way. Oh, yeah. I do enjoy the Cimarron content so far. You know, there's not as much of it as like for other uh, factions, but I do enjoy it. And being able to do full, you know, that it, it, the fact that it's full on shifted incarnate mayhem. So, yeah, there's not that many. We get to use our full powers. <laughs> yeah. So let's see. Symphony control new primary for controllers and dominators. Uh, Symphony control will use the power of magic to captivate and control the spirits of your enemies. Most of your symphonic abilities Influence the mind of your enemies, causing psionic damage. The powers include, and I'm just going to read the, the names of them, not the full detail. You know what we're talking, the range light damage, minor damage, psionic. It's It looks like it's all psionic. Yeah. So mel melodic binding, hymn of dissonance, aria of stasis, impassioned serenade, dreadful discord, enfeebling lullaby. Confounding chant, words of despair, and reverberant, 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 <laughs> reverberant. Yes, reverberant. <laughs> we'll make it work. We'll figure it out. We'll sound it out, you guys. We'll get there. And then Sonic Assault is a new secondary for Dominators. Sonic Assault lets you use the power of sound waves to damage and weaken your foes. I do believe I'm seeing some that are the same. I think Shriek is one from that we've seen from. The sonic power set before mm. so i'm expecting things to be just as piercing as you would expect so shriek strident echo scream shockwave bass boost deafening wave disruption aura shout and ear splitter and they all seem to be smash uh slash energy yeah mm -hmm. yeah I created a new Dominator to try this out. I made it uh, Dominator Darkness and uh, Dark and Sonic. And uh, mm. so I'm curious to see. I haven't played them at all. He's just level one and Atlas Park waiting. No, no, no. I had created him as a villain for Wednesday because we, we were possibly going to play them Wednesday. So <laughs> he yeah. is a villain, a Dominator villain. And um, yeah, uh, the one thing for me, and I, although I haven't you know played it yet, is that, uh, you know, there's a lot of these are, um, oh no, I'm sorry. There's only one cone. I was thinking of one of the other power sets. Shoot, which one was it? Um, oh, it must be, yeah, it must be the symphonic. That's what I, I was looking at the two and thinking which one I was going to try out. And uh, the fact that almost every single power is a cone, I don't like that. But mm. we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> We'll see. I don't know. I, I tend to, you know, I really like either direct damage with a higher output or I like, um, well, I mean, it's it's a controller. But for controllers, I really, you know, 
as, rather than a, a cone, I, I prefer, um, what is it? Um, not the point blank AOE, but like ranged AOE, right? So you do a single target and then it gets all the bad guys near them. Because yeah. I don't want to go anywhere near them if I'm a controller. <laughs> so I guess this is it's just a more in-your-face controller, right? Yeah. More aggro heavy. So you'd want to be running. I mean, many people would rather, myself included, be running with somebody that's going to take that aggro and grab it off of me. Or have <laughs> it initially before I do those cone attacks. Rich says, I used my fool powers earlier. I like a nice pair of cones. You're using your fool powers now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Romulans and Mott's applesauce. Oh, for the, <laughs> the new mission. So there's also, as mentioned before, the name release phase one. We're in warning mode, kids. So the name release policy was described some time ago. I can read that real quick if y'all like. Um, I'll I'll skim over that real fast. Um, let me see if I can find it in this. Okay. So the uh, thresholds um, have to be met. Um, these the following thresholds have to be met, and then uh, characters will be flagged as inactive. Uh, so, uh, which means uh, they are not immediately renamed. Their name is simply no longer locked. This allows another player to create a character with that name, at which point the original character will be renamed. You can remove the inactive flag on a character at any time simply by logging them in. So, you know, it's not terrible. It's uh, phase one. And uh, so level one to five characters will be flagged as inactive if they have not been played in the last 30 days. Level six to 20 characters will be flagged as inactive if they have not been played in the last 90 days. Level 21 to 49 characters will be flagged as inactive if they have not played in the last 365 days or a year. Level 50 characters will never be flagged as inactive. I think that part is very, very important. They are not trying to take our 50s away. <laughs> so here's my uh, my roster of shame. Here I've got some Disaster Mind, Beast Mastery, level 2, 210 days offline. So it has been flagged. Yeah. This would be subject to name release because you're yeah. clearly not dedicated to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm okay with it, but I don't have as many characters as others. And then I also, um, I, I'm, if I'm not going to play a character, I think it's okay for someone else to have it as long as they play it. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, don't take my name and camp it, because I can camp it. Like, no. <laughs> um, but yeah. It's one of those tough things, because it is it is very frustrating when you think of a name, and then, boom, it's already taken. And so one would hope it's being played, but I know I have plenty, like I just showed, that I'm camping on. And it's a hard thing, because the players, uh, most players I've talked to, clearly do not like this and the immediate response was okay so here's what i'm going to do to keep my names right so yeah. just logging in and rotating through logging in and making sure but still not playing them so yeah i don't know how much of a problem it's gonna end up fixing other than people i guess will forget um <laughs> and then people that have like faded they aren't playing it anymore they've yeah they've, you know got like 
maybe five names, maybe 200 names that they yeah. that they've got on characters and they haven't played since 2020 or something, you know. So there's a lot of I I can totally see that they're going to be pissed when they come back, but this is <clears throat> this is our modern life, you guys. Nothing is forever. Everything yeah. can be altered. Um, Rich says uh, inactive or active player is active player and active player give up those names. But that's the fact, but you're not really an active player if all you're doing is logging in to reset the timer right. so your camp's names don't get taken. Yeah, it's. I think it's more a way of saying, hey, I'm here. Don't, like, nix my name because I'm still here. Yeah. No, not necessarily that you've earned the right to that name or anything because, you know, 30 days is not very long for a one to five, but people will rotate their logins for day jobs and other things. So, mm. you know. Yeah, you know, it shakes out, and of course they're not doing anything now, right? It's just a test. Yeah. It just gives you, it just lets you see. Okay, this is. You know. Well, yeah, and I this, think honestly, I think I'm going to be playing all of my characters up to level six because that protects them for a year as opposed to thirty days. And level six, I'll know if I hate the power set. I can actually delete yeah. it at that point if I don't like it. That's fair. Yeah, level six isn't that high of a barrier. <laughs> it's by the time you get into the DFB, you're level six. <laughs> uh, so let's see what else. Which is um, fixed now, right? Um, there was a problem. Yeah, there was a patch on Wednesday that fixed. After they uh, did this patch, they, they found a problem with the DFB, which I was going to read that patch note later. Oh, cool, cool. Um, but uh, they they fixed it the next day. They identified it really quickly. Thankfully, <laughs> Rich PL to six, <laughs> please. Rocks. Yeah. That. <laughs> so yeah. Um. Let's see. This is again. This is we're in warning mode only. The inactivity flag will be displayed to identify which characters have names that would be at risk. But while the name the system is in warning mode, no characters will be renamed and no names can be lost. The character list displays a yellow pre-warning icon, um, that little triangle with the exclamation mark, to give advance note. And boy, does it get your attention when you log in. <laughs> uh, level 1 to 5 characters start warning 7 days prior, while level 6 to 49 characters start warning 30 days prior. Uh, at a later date to be announced, the system will be fully activated. After that point, the players will be able to create new characters using any of the inactive names, which results in the inactive character being renamed. There's a couple names that I couldn't get, even with like, I won't do crazy spellings unless it's a joke, like Electrocute, <laughs> you know, was just a joke spelling. But uh, if I can't get reasonably close, I just go for a different name and redo the costume, <laughs> usually. I'm not going to, like, you know, contort to get it, but there's a few I'd be interested to see if they're available when they finally do make that live. Uh, so let's see, new advanced difficulty for the Imperious Task Force. ITF is getting a new advanced difficulty, you guys. I have not seen if Joker's been playing yet, but uh, yeah, be interesting to see yeah. if he takes that challenge. Advanced difficulty mode has been added to the ITF accessed from the challenge settings window before starting the content. Playing on, uh, playing on advanced difficulty adds new elements to the content that make it more challenging, but also provides an opportunity to earn greatly increased and unique rewards. 
Advanced difficulty includes a brand new boss fight and badge for defeating them. Like the Dr. Aeon Strike Force that introduced the advanced difficulty system, yay! This new mode comes in four higher difficulty level options above default. Setting specifics listed below also apply and to uh, the Aeon Strike Force and should be referred to as the most up-to-date advanced difficulty mode information. The default is heroic slash villainous, depending on if you're on blue side or red side, or whether you're a hero, you know, whether you're a villain or a hero. Normal difficulty, this is what the option is set to by default and doesn't change the content in any manner. Tenacious slash malicious. This content is balanced around everyone on the team having tier one incarnate powers. Enemies have access to additional slash improved powers. Certain enemy groups can sometimes have elite slash bosses spawn in place of bosses slash lieutenants and regular enemy spawns. Ooh. Access to exclusive challenge encounters and mechanics not found in the default difficulty. Arch villain and giant monsters have incarnate base hit chance of 63.75%. Certain powerful AVs and giant monsters have double base health with normalized regen numbers. No additional enemy stats or defeat rewards. Players are unable to use non-revive super inspirations. And in addition to all standard rewards, completion of this difficulty will reward 15 reward merits. So that's an addition you get another 15 reward merits. I don't think I'll read through the next two, but I am going to read through the top level invincible slash relentless so that we can get an idea of we know what base is, we know what the first level is, what does the fourth level look like? <clears throat> well, invisible relentless, this content is balanced around everyone on the team having tier four incarnate powers. The mission level, uh, difficulty is locked at plus four and the team size at times eight. Enemies have access to additional and improved powers. Certain enemy groups can sometimes have elite bosses or bosses spawn in place of bosses and lieutenants in regular enemy spawns. All enemy classes have inherent magnitude 10 infused protection. Bosses and elite bosses have magnitude 10 knockdown protection. Access to exclusive challenge encounters and mechanics not found in the default difficulty. All enemies receive the following, oh my gosh, baseline buffs, oof. So it's a plus 20, to res uh, plus 20 resistance to lethal smashing. Plus 30% resistance, all but smashing lethal. Plus 30% defense to all plus 40% damage to all, and plus 30% two, two hit for a 66-foot perception radius. Damn. AVs and giant monsters ranked enemies have incarnate base hit chance of 63.75% as well as a plus one level shift. AVs and giant monster ranked enemies will reward nine reward merits per defeat. Certain powerful AV and giant monsters have double base health with normalized regen numbers and will reward 15 reward merits per defeat. Wow. Per defeat. 
That's an important two words. Yeah, yeah. Wow. 15 merits per defeat. All enemies reward 40% more XP and influence. Holy crap. Players will be unable to use temp powers or any non-revive inspirations. In addition to all standard rewards, completion of this dis difficulty, wow, will reward 60 reward merits and an incarnate reward table containing your choice of a random incarnate salvage, an Empyrean merit, or two super inspirations. That's 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 a nice list of rewards, but wow, that's a long <laughs> list of challenges. Yeah. We haven't done it yet, obviously, as you know, we're casual. And if we are uh, able to get on a team that will run those higher level things, I'm definitely going to do it. But um, that's not something that I'm going to be like spearheading soon. I'll leave that <laughs> um, but I do I do want to see Joker play through it. I can't wait to hear what he thinks. <laughs> Rich yeah. says, Taxi said, the new mode ITF kicked her buttocks. <laughs> uh, sounds tough. Yeah, I mean, I, I can see why it's tough. That's why I want to see Joker. Sounds like a job for the dark pistachio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. Wrong. <laughs> hey, I heard that. Oh, that was from your... <laughs> Nice. Yeah, that's from my board. <laughs> um, let's see, advanced. Uh, so our next uh, bit of info here on the patch notes, advanced difficulty improvements and new reward currency, difficulty level adjustments. Uh, the labels on advanced difficulty levels now include a star rating from default to four star. These will be consistent between task forces and strike forces. And when the standard labeling uh, moving forward and will be the standard labeling moving forward for all content with these options added. This update includes this new difficulty. Oh, good. You're showing includes new difficulty uh, mode icons to go with them. And it's the ones we saw for them. Description above one, two, three, and four. Advanced difficulty mode content played at two star higher now includes additional reward modifiers to all experience and influence earned from enemy defeats. Any unresistible damage, oh, so two star gives you a 20% increase, three star 30%, four star 40% increase. Made it easy for us. Uh, unresistible damage that was using flavor labels like ripple or void damage are now standardized and read as special damage in all locations they're found. The two-hit buff granted by tactics on enemies in advanced difficulty now has max stack caps that match the star count of the difficulty level chosen. Interesting. Example, if playing on a four-star difficulty, tactics two-hit can be stacked up to four times maximum on enemy mobs. If on a two-star difficulty, tactics to uh, two-hit can be stacked up to two times on enemy mobs. The other buff components of tactics are not capped. Interesting. Challenge option fixes. Challenge are AVs that have double base HP have had their regen reduced by 20%, approximately, to be closer to their designed intent as the scaling calculations were slightly off. 
All disable modes are now infinite duration and persist through death, which eliminates some circumstances where disabled inspirations or temporary powers could be used. And then, Prismatic Ether Particle Salvage Rewards. Arcer. <laughs> prismatic Ether Particle Salvage Rewards. Completion oh, of content. shiny. It's so shiny. Completion of content on advanced difficulty settings now rewards an exclusive salvage currency called Prismatic Aether Particles that are used to purchase permanent costume powers covered in the next session. They're capped at 2,000 on how many can be carried at once by a single character. Wow. Yeah. Oh no, so if you try to run uh, advanced difficulty, uh, you, you can't do it more than 2,001 times without having to manage your uh, inventory there. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm going to hit that right away. Completing the weekly strike target for the first time each week on a max level character that receives a notice of the well salvage will also earn one to two prismatic ether particle salvage depending on the length of the content completed. Okay, phone. That was a cute time for an alert. <laughs> the standard bonus um, from completing a mission map at any level includes a 1 in 52% chance to drop a prismatic ether particle. Prismatic ether particle salvage is not account bound and can be freely traded, sold on the auction house, or stored in SG based salvage storage bins. The uh, reward cooldowns for the PAR or no the PAP yeah prismatic ether particle <laughs> so for the the pap reward you guys <laughs> okay in the lab. um let's see advanced <laughs> difficulty content works on a four-tiered drop system where there are four difficulty level rewards each with their own 18-hour drop lockouts Completing content on advanced difficulty rewards the maximum value on the difficulty minus any completions of lower values from the character on the same day. I'm not going to go into deep, deep detail, but I will read the example. Uh, completing the Dr. Aeon's strike force at uh, one star difficulty will reward two prismatic aether particle salvage. You get two paps. <laughs> If the same character then completes the Dr. Aeon Strike Force at three-star difficulty within 18 hours, they would only receive five plus six Prismatic Ether Particle Salvage since the two from the earlier run was already rewarded. These are current Prismatic... Uh, these are current PAP drop d totals for the advanced difficulty content. Um, clear. And I didn't say it. Rich typed it. Smear those drops. Uh-huh. You know, I have feelings. <laughs> I have feelings. Um, but yeah, that seems pretty straightforward. We're pretty used to it from the uh Dr. Aeon Strike Force. And that that change in difficulty has been lauded by a lot of people. People just love it. Lauded means love, right? Yes. I used a big word without <laughs> verifying its meaning before I did it. <laughs> not account not account bound can be freely traded to other players sold in the auction house or stored in supergroup based salvage bins. So really curious to see how that uh 
you know, what do those come out to? What do, what do, what is how they hit in the auction house? <laughs> I mean, I can look. Oh I yeah, oh, I guess we can leave the auction house, right? Seeing where they're gonna level out. Yeah, I'll go look. You keep reading. <laughs> so the the incarnate trials work on a three tier drop system where there are three rewards each with their own eighteen hour drop lockouts. Completing a trial rewards the tier it belongs to and any under it. There is this allows some flexibility on doing incarnate trials without pressure to do every single one daily. It gives a higher reward cap if the di more difficult slash longer trials are chosen, while also not making them comparative. I'm sorry, competitive with difficulty. Advanced difficulty, which is intended to be the primary source of this currency. Alrighty, so the advanced difficulty stuff is where they expect you to get it. You must qualify for full rewards in order to receive any prismatic ether, meaning you participated in every stage of the incarnate trial. This eliminates any potential leeching by AFK players. Um, let's see. Um, so the bath. Uh, we'll give you the tier one incarnate trials are Baff and Lambda. Those will give you one prismatic, one pap, and uh, they will each give you one pap salvage. Incarnate trial tier two are Keys, Island Reactor, Dilemma Diabolique, Minds of Mayhem, and Magisterium trial. Those each give uh, one plus one, so two prismatic ether salvage. And then the Incarnate Trial Tier 3 are in Underground and TPN, and those each give three. Mm -hmm. One plus one plus one. So there are currently only 102 for sale. Mm -hmm. And the last few have sold between 21 and 28 million. Oof. Rich says 16 million. I guess it depends on uh, weekday Time of week. prices. Yeah. Yeah. It'd it be Saturday. Weekend tax. People were hitting them up last night, probably, right? Yeah. But only, yeah, only 102 for sale. Wow. Yeah. The permanent NPC custom power rewards for prismatic ether and purchasing costumes. These are new reward offerings that are purchased using, using the uh, prismatic ether salvage earned primarily through completing advanced difficulty content. It can also be obtained over time from the first weekly strike target completions on a max level character or purchased from other players. Previously, these costumes were only available as prizes from homecoming contests or events. While those prize costumes were granted to all the characters on an account, all costume powers purchased with Prismatic Aether salvage are only per character. Otherwise, these purchasable costume powers are the exact same powers that were given out as prizes and let you change your appearance to match the look of an NPC. And they have a Coralax, a Freak Show, a Knives of Artemis, and then a Gunslinger. I forget who is Gunslinger Malta. It looks <clears throat> like Gunslinger to me. Yeah. Did not enlarge the image. Uh, the Benevo Labs hologram vendors. These costumes are sold from the Benevo Labs hologram. Can you? There you go. The hologram vendor that you see on the uh, AE, you know, that whole thing. It didn't enlarge for you either. Oh, How about duh. Which yeah. the tabs. Yeah, it just opens um, it as a file. Yeah, it didn't enlarge <laughs> I can zoom, it gets all blurry. Yeah. Uh, let's see, the NPCs found within the vault reserve stores and anywhere in the game. The 
Uh, new NPC vendors also explain how and where prismatic ether particle salvage is obtained. So it takes you through a dialogue script. Uh, there are four tiers of permanent costume powers, standard, vintage, deluxe, and vanguard. Any costumes that have multiple looks depending on your body type or gender have been marked mode costumes. Mode costumes have a 50% prismatic ether particle salvage cost increase relative to their respective tier. All of these costumes have the same restrictions. What? Sorry, Rich in the chat. I'm going to go buy all the paps right now and transfer them to one of my camped names. <laughs> the most Media. hated villain in City of Here. Is Rich. <laughs> all of these costumes have the same restrictions as previously existing costume powers, prestige powers, um, standard tier one costumes, Cray agent. Eh. Yeah, so it just breaks down all of the different types of costumes, I guess, that you can buy. It looks like. Holographic matrix system. Purchases the hologram badge. Oh, so yeah, they've associated all kinds of badges with these. All right, so let's go on to powers and gameplay because I don't. I'll be honest, I don't feel like reading all that detail in, in the costumes when I'm not even halfway through the shit that. <laughs> all of this is is available at forum, forums.homecomingservers.com and then just search for uh, page four. Yeah, just... yeah, just go to homecomingservers.com and write it. It's right there. Uh, patch note, link to patch notes. Yeah, for the deep, deep detail. Hey, Jax, how's it going? Happy Saturday. As well as links to uh, the forum, specific forum topics that are, each one of these has its own discussion forum topic yeah. to talk about it in depth. So if one of them sticks out to you, you can go and argue with people about it specifically. <laughs> what is it you call it, Rich? The best PvP in City of Heroes is... Over at the forums. <laughs> Naked Rickty is an option? Lol. Naked Rickty was always an option. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see. Powers and gameplay adjustments. Mm -hmm. Enem Enem hmm? no, go. Enemy aggro revamp. Enemy aggro behavior adjustments. The aggro cap has been reworked to be less obvious and intrusive to gameplay. Boy, have I heard some opinions about this. The aggro cap is still 17. If a player exceeds the cap, the AI will prefer any other valid target. This means in a team environment, there is no change to enemy behavior. If an AI-controlled enemy has no valid target due to them all being at the cap, it will choose the capped target with the highest threat that is in range and use opportunistic ranged attacks. They will no longer mill about, oblivious to the action going on around them. Enemies that are beyond the cap will not pursue players that move out of range. Aggro cap processing is more dynamic. Instead of using a rigid priority system, it now uses a simplified version of the normal threat calculation, taking into account distance, total damage done, duration and rank. It is also periodically reevaluated instead of being locked in. 
This should prevent scenarios where an aggro-capped tank tries to taunt enemies off an ally and the taunt is completely ignored. Player pets, including mastermind pets, ignore the cap. This change was made some time ago, but is still in effect even with the revamp. The goal of this change is to make it feel like there is no aggro cap at all, but still retain the desired game mechanics of a single tank being unable to maintain threat on a herd of an unlimited number of foes. I know people have opinions about <laughs> aggro caps. I think this is probably the most uh, most contentious change. Because there's a lot of people who want no aggro cap, um, but instead of just going and playing on cake, they still want to play here, so they just bitch about it. No, that's rude. But <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, no, a lot of people, yeah, a lot of people don't want an aggro cap. A lot of people want to be able to herd an entire map. Um, uh, the uh, NCSoft clearly didn't like that. The game studio never intended that. I think it's hilarious that people can, you know, herd way too many things and get killed by them, but. Um, yeah, it's one of those things. If you have any complaints about Chooch's comments, please address them directly. <laughs> XP rich doesn't affect me much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Attack typing adjustments and PC attack type adjustments are the attack typing. And say that I don't know I've ever said that like ever, and I've now said it three times in six words. The attack typing on all NPC attacks have been revamped to only check against up to one positional defense and up to one type defense. Various critter damage types adjusted, various grenade explosive powers that were formerly lethal smashing have been set to fire lethal. Um, it just seems like a lot of information on something that's kind of boring. <laughs> attack type adjustments. All player attack powers now use two attack types. All attacks will now have will have up to one positional defense and one type defense it will check against. Various player damage types adjusted. Um, all player or mastermind pet attacks flagged as range that were spheres or cones have now been set to AoE attack. So it looks like they just did, you know, mm -hmm. housekeeping. Yeah. We got a couple of comments from Jax on the the taunting limits mm. or yeah. aggro caps sorry um uh he said it's great which i'm i think is associated with the same thing and if you have a tanker that's virtually immune to damage type x it's really broken if they can taunt 50 plus mobs true true broken and super fun but <laughs> yeah no <laughs> and uh, it's a mechanic in the same vein as target caps on aoe powers yeah, I think that makes sense. And and honestly, a lot of people I've seen isn't that they want unlimited, but they think it's too limited. Like 16 is too low. Um, I've seen uh, like X5 and the dollhouse was saying he thinks 24 is the right number. But then there is, you know, what is the right number? He likes 24. Maybe some people like 16 is, well, maybe yeah. 32 is the right number. <laughs> or is it unlimited? So, yeah. Um, not to it be would be banned. interesting to see if that could be something that could be slid and changed as a challenge thing. But um, who knows? I'm sure they'll land on a, you know, they're going to hear, they're going to, you know, they read, 
hear what everybody's saying. So yeah. <laughs> they'll land on you know, on, a, on a happy medium. Then 16 might be it. it well, it's I mean, hard to say with the uh, with the other changes to make it feel better, right? And to let you taunt taunt bad guys off of uh, friends. Yeah. Not to be pedantic, but it is 17 is the aggro cap. Oh, sorry. 17. Okay. Um, no, no worries. Um, Jack says it's fun for the tanker, not fun for the other players. <laughs> and it, it ultimately boils down to this is Homecoming's flavor. So mm-hmm. I feel like they do a pretty good job listening. And, you know, what? but what they decide is what they decide. And, you know, like you said, there are other servers. I hate mm-hmm. to think of people leaving for something like that. I think that there's so much more in the community so much more in the game than just that but you know mm. if that's a deal breaker for some people then that's that's their flavor you can't you know give them shit for it yeah <clears throat> um yeah i agree yeah, this... i like the hc dev team also rich i like them a lot i think they do a good job <laughs> uh, jack says other i don't think most spawns are 16 mobs so you can taunt more than a spawn and taunt is an aoe that hits five targets um yeah, yeah. Like the uh, our friends used to say, our author friends giving away free content on podcasts. If you don't like the flavor of the free ice cream, yeah, you can go somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. and there's plenty of flavors out there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Rich taunted more than one spawn this morning. Oh Lord! Did you Rich drop did a all... pap? Oh my God! Ah! <laughs> uh, oh. Okay, let's see. Um, let's move on. <laughs> Powers Sonic Attack Revamp. Corruptor's power set name, Sonic Attacks, has been changed to Sonic Attack. From Sonic Attacks with From an S. plural to single, your lord. Mm-hmm. All Sonic Attacks are now late uh, tagged as Energy Attack, and they no longer check against an enemy's smashing defense. Uh, changes to resistance debuffs for all archetypes. All sonic attacks now apply to sonic vibration debuffs. Defender values shown below. Uh, the various sonic vibrations are short, incremental, wide, or extensive, and it breaks it down. Yada yada yada. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Changes to sonic attack. Um, there are there are changes to multiple sonic attack. Uh, so shriek. Uh, scream! It breaks down these little and these these things. They break things down like, yeah. Siren song damage set to one point one nine zero two scale. Cast time reduced to one point eight six seconds. Plus two hundred and fifty six percent DPA. <gasps> no way. In seconds, it was twenty seconds. Uh. Max targets set to sixteen non sentinels only. So that kind of stuff. They've got that kind of information for all of the sonic attack stuff. Um, additional notes: Corruptor Scream and how and Howl now matches all other ATs as intended by the design formula. Previously, Scream did a 1.40 scale and Howl did 1.0 scale. Defenders Shout accuracy reduced to 1.0x was 1.2x. This matches all other archetypes. Um, and then they've done <clears throat> some more housekeeping to ice control uh, for cold snap. Ice slick now does damage. 
Did you hear me? Ice mm. slick now does damage. <laughs> it now accepts accuracy and damage enhancements and uh, ranged AOE and universal damage sets. Damage will only apply to enemies that are not asleep. Uh, let's see, cold snap. Basically, the cooldown's increased from 30 to 40, and it's uh, now accepts ATOs, fear enhancements, and sets. Added a scaled fear cone ten of 10 that hits in a 50 degree arc. So you guys, that's why I don't want to read all this stuff. We're just going <laughs> to pick this. Arctic air now has overpower and domination effects. Um, no longer affects fear enhancements or sets. The power never applied a fear effect. Oh, burn. Um, armor set toxic mis uh, psionic mitigation changes for stalkers. Hide now grants psionic and toxic defense. That's pretty tight. Um, and then changes to invulnerability. Um... Adds a 1.67% toxic and psionic defense for the first target, 0.33% for additional targets. Some stuff renamed, adding toxic and psionic defenses. Yeah. Invulnerability invulnerability got a little bit more invulnerable. <laughs> Ice arm armor also is adding psionic and toxic defenses. Same thing with energy aura. <laughs> and weave of the fighting pool now grants toxic defense. Huh. You what, Rich? Or Chooch, what were you going to say? None. I was just laughing at wet ice. Ice armor. Wet ice. All ATs. <laughs> you mean water? I mean, you know, there's a difference. Dry <laughs> ice. <laughs> Um, let's see. Toggle suspension is new tech. Toggle suspension allows toggles to pause their periodic activations when under specific modes, e.g. granite armor and Keldian forms. This means the toggles will stop working and stop costing endurance while in one of those modes. Once you leave the mode, the toggles will resume automatically without the need to re-toggle. Once the toggles are suspended, you will no longer be able to activate it or deactivate it until you come out of mode that caused the suspension. Um, cool. Hey, Taxi. Yeah. We got a giggity from Taxi. <laughs> That's pretty cool. That makes it easier for people that have to change. Oh, hey, Taxi. How's it going? <laughs> Frothy wet spot. <laughs> oh, Rich, wet ice or frozen moist? <laughs> frozen moist. Ow. Sounds painful. Let's see. Tank and brute, stone armor, granite armor. Um, yes, same kind of thing. Suspends it. Also suspends travel toggles. Suspended toggles cost no endurance while running. That's nice. Sounds like mm -hmm. they did some nice housekeeping stuff here. Yeah. Well, quality of life. Yeah. Toggle suppression. No more offensive toggle drops. Toggles that used to drop when mezzed will instead have their effects suppressed while mezzed and for five seconds after breaking out of a mess. Oh, okay. thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's a little metal boner right there. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Enhancement slotting fixes. Um, and then there's, you guys, there's a lengthy list. I'm not going to read one by one. But Blasters, Leviathan Mastery, Knockout Blow, Controller, and Dominator. Looks like, yeah. They did some uh, 
Yeah. They removed the ability to slot some things and added the ability to slot other things. So. Well, and it looks like most of it was it never should have accepted these I.O. sets. Right, right. Powers right. plus recovery is not enhanceable. So they re- they removed the ability, to, which is brilliant because not yeah. everybody's paying attention. It'd be a waste of money. That's a real nice thing. That's a kindness to the community. Mm-hmm. Lushy wetness. <laughs> you can spot the bonner. <laughs> it's a skill. <laughs> Um, and then let's see, power bug fixes all for ice control, flash freeze, fixed a bug where the sleep would sometimes not work as expected, now deals 100% cold damage. Controller version now does containment damage for 100% of base damage, power no longer shows sleep attributes twice in the power info. Power icon fixed to a proper sleep icon, yeah. Dear, dear, dear. Standardized all versions of knockout blow. XP Rich, she mentioned how lengthy <laughs> and girthy the patch notes are earlier. I did mention it. I'm Whoa. Let's see. And then again, more of these just like housekeeping. Um all slash smoke flash. Set the power to no longer notify enemies of the attack. So it's gonna be smoky and they won't know why and they won't look around and try to find out. That's fine. <laughs> All Titan weapons fix some bugs with stances. Oh, Dominator and Stalker, Savage Melee, and Assault Rending Flurry. At its endurance cost set to 20.8, it's been reduced to 13.52. These are all just like pennies and nickels of changes that are going to make, I think, things more fun for the players. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of like minutiae. Yeah. If anybody in the chat has a favorite, I'm not going to call it out. <laughs> but we're not going to redo them all. Rest no longer applies a resistance to stun slash sleep debuff. Didn't know it did. Resist. Huh. <laughs> sure it wasn't supposed to. Incarnate lore, Knives of Vengeance, Rallying Cry, remove teleport protection, which caused players to be unable to teleport by their own or allies' teleport powers. This power already gives 100% teleport resistance, which makes players immune to enemy t- transport teleports. Interesting. They added the Fiery Embrace effect for a Tanker, Ice Melee, Frozen Aura. Oh, Prestige Power, Prestige... Uh, reveal now plays the full animation on all body types and alignments. The color of the scanner UI is dependent on whether you're a hero, vigilante, villain, rogue, or Praetorian. Missile, and there's these are lengthy. And again, you guys can go to forums.homecomingservers.com if you want to read each of the minutiae. Um, miscellaneous power updates, for example, prestige, prestige travel, athletic run, added the travel stance tag and will now pull a stance animation if one of using the travel only options. Radiation infection all except Cray. Cast time is reduced from 3.1 to 1.5. That's nice. No fade version that does not hide their model for the Warshade Shadow Cloak. Ooh, experimentation. The syringe object used in the various powers from this set are now tintable. <laughs> and change the color of your serum. Combat log should indicate when damage is unresistible. Stances fixed an issue with many attack animations being interrupted by ninja and beast stances. 
side effect from this fix is that most sets will not re-enter the ninja beast stance until they move. Jack says the walk stance changes are nice. Yeah. Hey, Mr. Million Dollar. How are you? Welcome. How's it been? How you hi, doing? Hi. What up? Good to see you. Happy Saturday to you. Incarnate interface damage over time effects should now apply to enemies that are not asleep. Various electrical melee attacks now do majority energy damage. Um, all electrical melee, thunder strike, and chain induction inflicts 100% energy damage, as does stalker, electrical melee, assassin shock. All gravity control propel change the splash knockdown into a vectorized knockdown. Hopefully we'll allow the KB to KD IOs to work reliably in Propel, which has the main target getting hit with both knockback effects and the knockdown effect, which ignores strength, thus is not affected by the KB to KD IO. Hmm. Wow. Oh, some, some updates to PvP. Yeah, happy Saturday. So what do you like most of this, the walk stand? What? Do you, is that like your favorite? Like, what's your favorite of all the changes so far, Jax? I know you've been playing this week. We have lots of PvP power changes and fixes. A lot. Added DDR to PvP for all ninjutsu ninja reflexes. PvP accolade indestructible now does 20% defense for all. 30% resistance all for 60 seconds. Previously, it was a combination of Demonic Aura and Eye of the Magus. Magus? Magus? <laughs> if, Jeff. Magus. That's what I thought. Um, Let's see. Tough Hide now grants psionic toxic defense. My alts, my female alts. My female alts don't seem super slutty walking around. Hmm. Is that good or bad? I think it's good. I like a good body walk. I'm like, <laughs> oh, you like Symphony Control? I can't wait to play it. Can't wait to play it. I'm sure it'll give me a headache, and I'm waiting for COH Modder to have something nice that I can pop in there. But um, I'm excited to try it. The animations are so pretty. I'm such a music fiend, you guys. Let's see. Stone Armor Granite Armor now grants psionic defense. Stone skin also. Um, yeah, just a bunch of PvP changes. Mental manipulation scare now does mag three terrorize in PvP, same as PvE was mag two. Day job time travelers boon. This power is no longer usable in PvP arena like all other day job powers. I'm glad they're cleaning stuff up. I like when things tidy. <laughs> things are tidy. <laughs> and if it's available in one, why isn't it available in the other? Uh, power description fixes. Just fixing descriptions, you guys. That's what they're doing. They're cleaning up the world for us. Good thing to do. <laughs> Rich gave all of his huge model characters the slutty walk. <laughs> Ajax really likes the symphony control. Taxi says, uh, Symphony, Sonic, and Beam Rifle hurts her brain. <laughs> hurts my yeah. brain. 
That's why I decided not to play that to try Symphony out on the the brain the brainstorm beta test or whatever it's called. Mm -hmm. um, I was just like, I know it's going to give me a headache, so I'm just going to wait until the final version is launched. I assumed it was going to be like Sonic. I just it it just looks really pretty, so I'm hoping. I don't know. I don't know. And there's not a way to just turn that shit off. You lose the whole game sounds. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I don't remember. I don't guess I've played with beam rifle folks that often. I never do guns myself. So I don't really know what that sounds like, but I will take your word for it and avoid it. <laughs> and of course, there's mods for a bunch of them. Obviously, yeah. There need to be mods for the new stuff. I'm sure there will be. Oh, yeah. There's just a bunch of they were correcting a lot of descriptions to go in line with what the powers actually do, which is good. Uh, typo fixed sweep. The following powers were reported as inaccurate in the bug forms. Report typos here thread. The powers have either new descriptions, short help descriptions, or both. So, yay. Super duper. I, tell you what, I used to do editing for documents in my former life, and I see that shit as like a big red. <laughs> this is wrong. <laughs> uh, standardized critical hit tags for scrappers. These changes do not affect gameplay unless otherwise stated. They are under the hood changes that remove redundancy and allow for simpler implementation for future development. And we love those words, don't we, y'all? Right. <laughs> notes are posted for transparency to those who are interested in these types of changes and to allow for a debug point if these changes were to have caused unintended bugs not yet discovered. These are some detail-oriented folks, y'all. It's small, crit large, crit player tags. However, ML crit has been a misnomer as it implies it is for minions and lieutenants, but lieutenants are always dumped with the boss crit effects. Rather than convert kinetic melee into some into using the most popular convention, it's been chosen to use the more accurate convention for all powers. Crit small is for critical hit effects that apply to rank minion or smaller. Crit large is for critical hit effects that apply to rank LT or larger. Crit player applies to PvP. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. And then more of the same for martial arts. We have some placate fixes also for stalwart. Uh, um, let me just combine words now. That'll make stalwarts. Stalwarts, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Stalker, Night Widow, and Bane Spider placates. The K meter effect. This sets your hidden status now ignores combat mods. This bug prevented seeing the green hidden icon when using Placate on foes higher level than you. Hmm. This bug allowed stalkers the ability to get a hidden crit and non-hidden crit when using Placate against enemies greater than plus one relative level. Bane Spider's Placate oh. added the missing mission objective click cancel event to the stealth hidden translucency and two-hit buff effects. Night Widow Placate fixed a bug that had the Placate effect only happen against the main target in PvE. This has been moved to the intended PvP Placate effect. That was a big gasp, Chooch. Well, no, no I was just realizing the Bane Spider Placate thing that, that I'm guessing that would mean that they could stealthily click objects and get away with it without notifying the bad guys. So it Time will feel like a murph to some people. Yeah. We have Mastermind Mercenary bug fixes. Mercenaries were not displaying assault rifles during full auto. 
and they sped up DOT duration to match the new animation, like on power versions of the power. Soldiers now have the correct powers assigned and revoked per upgrade. Uh, equip mercenaries applies ASMG heavy burst does not grant assault rifle heavy burst. Tactical upgrade now applies all assault rifle powers and removes ASMG powers appropriately. Temporal Warriors, instant level 50 PvP characters. At a character's creation, new primal characters can now tick a box called Temporal Warrior, PvP only. This is not available for existing characters or Praetorians. I like how Praetorians is separate from existing characters or Praetorians. <laughs> Those guys. <laughs> Old guy, whatever. Weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> alternate universe uh, characters created with this tick this box ticked will spawn on recluse's victory and can only access the four pvp zones bloody bay sirens call warburg and recluse's victory of course pocket d for access to the various vendors the arena and supergroup bases these characters cannot travel to any other zones enter trials or teleport via lfg get missions from contacts or intermission doors from other players. In return, they start at level 50. Whoa! With all incarnate slots unlocked, <laughs> incarnate powers can be crafted at no cost, and patron powers do not require the patron badges. Wow. Those characters count as level 1 for the name reservation system. You cannot create a PvP character just to lock a name, kids. They still need to provide their own enhancements. There's no easy mode for that. Because their own ability to get rewards is so limited, the only available source of rewards is critters in PvP zones. The expectation is that those characters will receive influence and enhancements from other characters that are PvE enabled. The goal here is to remove the barrier of entry for players that are curious about PvP but don't want to spend the time leveling up a new character that would be useful under the PvP rules. Yes, I approve. Yeah, this pretty is cool. I have been whining for these boys to go into a PvP zone with me, and they won't. And maybe now, guys, if we can do this, now would you guys go into PvP with me? <laughs> Fight me! <laughs> Talking to you, Rich and Chooch. Uh, Rich says, there are no access points to PvP zones for Goldside. Mm. So that's why they have them separate. You don't think you've ever made a Bane spider, Rich? Up to it. I think that's a really great idea. People talk about there is no PvP. Well, they're trying. You're going to mm -hmm. have to get the money from somewhere, but you can you can just have somebody that's just set for that. You don't have to have a separate build. I think that's cool. Moving on to character customization improvements. Uh, we have the sheep. <laughs> I can't I pronounce this word. I think it's all that corn dog talk. I blame, right. I blame it. Sheathed. Sheathed weapon system for the sheathed costume weapons. <laughs> I just have to pronounce it carefully, I guess. All characters with powers using custom melee weapons now have access to an option to display their character's weapon models on their costumes. This is controlled via a toggle button next to the weapon which then puts the weapon, so like mace, and then it's got the little toggly thing. See the little, can mm -hmm. you zoom in on that folks for folks, babe? 
for the shaving. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, it puts the weapon on the character's costume when not drawn. That's hot. Sheathed weapons are dynamically drawn by the players. Ooh, show the video. Are dynamically drawn by the character's Uh, when combat is initiated. If using a no redraw power customization option, this is skipped. Unsheath it and whack the (laughs) sniper. Weapons that utilize particle effects enter an off state when sheathed, but activate when drawn for combat. Weapons that are incorporeal conjured in nature, such as elemental weapons, do not have sheathed options. This update only applies to melee weapons. Holstered costume weapons for ranged weapon sets will come later in a future content update. There's a known issue. Some Titan weapons options don't have off-sheathed modes yet and remain activated while on the costume. That bugs a feature, I think. Then we have the custom weapon expansion, new custom weapon options, the battle axe. You've got a Vazalok butcher knife, Vazalok bone cutter, an infernal axe, and an undead slaying axe. Wait, they didn't already have the undead slaying axe? That's wild. <laughs> uh, so broadsword, Excalibur, Rikti sword 2, Vazzy butcher knife, and bone cutter. <clears throat> the Knives of Artemis Blade, a rapier. Ooh, the Carnival of Shadows rapier. Guy Raider Machete. Grave Knight Sword, Rusted Blade, Greater Fire Sword, and Greater Ice Sword. So they're just spreading all this around. Okay, cool. War Mace has a police baton, which is telescopic. Mm. Ooh. <laughs> a gold bricker wrench. A Jack and Irons Club, a Power Mall, a Vanguard Mace, Vanguard Magi Mace, Corlax Club, Corlax Hammer, Coral Mallet, a Stone Mallet, Crystal Mallet, Lava Mallet, all the mallets, you guys. I challenge you to think of a mallet that's not there. The Arachnid. Uh, yeah. You win. Uh, the Arachnos Mace uh, gets Carnival of Light, Carnival of War, and a Ven- Vengeance, Rulleru's Fury, Power Mall, Tech Mace, Tech Knight Mace, Vanguard Mace, and Vanguard Magi Mace. Titan Weapon gets Nemesis Staff, Carnival Mallet, Oralax Hammer, Coral Mallet, and all the mallets. Infernal Ice Blade. Blade gets the Vazzy Butcher Knife and Cutter. The Knives of Artemis Blade. So they're just spreading all of these items all around in the options. <clears throat> and then Assault Rifle gets the Maltus Sniper Rifle, the Cray Laser Rifle and Pulse Blaster, Richty Blaster and Richty Cannon, the Retro Rifle, which I remember being kind of cute, Resistance Rifle, Rune Soldier Rifle, Dust Cannon, Vanguard Rifle with Bayonet, and Elite Vanguard Rifle with Bayonet. Um, I think I hit the halfway mark on the patch notes, you guys. <laughs> Ninja Braids, uh, let's see. There's a bunch of stuff for Ninja Blade. 
uh, weapon option that integrates with the sheathed weapon system. Uh, ninja bladed weapons now draw from the back instead of the hip, adhering to the ninja theme, and have access to the same weapon options available to Katana. Mm -mm. Update involves re revoking costume keys in the database, which means existing characters may need to visit the tailor to update their costume after the change. We'll be granting free costume change tokens to all characters on page four's launch to accompany this adjustment. Uh, munitions rifle uh, also has some changes, and they also say, hey, free costume change tokens. And then there's custom weapon fixes. Ruleroo's fury scale and offsets were adjusted slightly to accommodate the two-handed animations used with Arachnos maces, and then some other changes along those lines. Costumes. All icon face maker tailors are now also cosmetic surgeon. Wow. Oh. All icon and face maker tailors are now also cosmetic surgeons and renamed any surgeons to match other tailors of their type. This does not include trainers. Yay. That's exciting. Free fifties bring all the boys to Viv's PvP yard. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. You may now resheath your corn dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, costume additions and changes. Four new pattern sets have been added, contributed by volunteer at Marbing. That's at M A R B I N G. We thank you. So we have a layer stripe, a mystic slate, and vigilant for various costume parts. Um, tentable flight effects for rocket boots, uh, flight and jump effects, and tentable flight and no effects options are added for rocket boots. Why am I sleeping on rocket boots? <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> um, yeah, no effects option added for some of the other uh, boots. There's a no socks option for the male huge lower body boot sneakers. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Finally, who wants to put on socks? <laughs> All head detail to Reaper now supports two color tinting, replaces original single tint version. Aeon Tech Gloves allows tinting the glow. Original version now labeled Legacy. Backpacks, Tech Knight Capacitor, and Tech Knight Reactor no longer have the energy ball effects, akin to how they did prefix. Um, 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 unique tops for the female upper body. All five Yakuza chest textures added. Both LeBeau textures added and Carnival chest textures added. Nice. For shirts, same. <laughs> Male and huge head detail one Thunderhorns option app added. <laughs> what, do, what do Thunderhorns look like? Hmm. <laughs> curious. Uh, all Arachnos soldier, all chest detail, rogue Arachnos option. And then there's some costume fixes for the crab pack. It should no longer display on non-Evite characters. Fix applied to crab spider backpacks costume keys to prevent broken costumes. If you respect to a Bane, to a Bane spider, it should properly remove the crab spider backpack. Oh, that's good. Uh, Cybertech jacket long, interior cape on the leather option no longer uses the incorrect metallic texture. And they've corrected a number of seam issues for Cybertech chests and gloves. 
Oh, they've got a bunch of costume updates for the Arachnos Widow, which is good because I've got a craving to fight her. Yep. Lots of options added. Definitely a lot of options. Eye details, hair, waist cape, boots. Uh, there's a Night Widow texture for pants, boots, cape, or waist cape, gloves, and chest. Couple, four more hair options, and then a bunch of eye detail options that are new. And then there's stance and walk customization. So new stance customization options. There are two. Um, let's see. They've been added to the power customization system by using the stance power option under the inherent category. These new stances are hybrid stances utilizing a previously unused run animation. Hardcore run animation with ninja stance, idle jump, and weapons. Blitz run animation with standard idle and weapon animations. Time to become speed. <laughs> <laughs> I love that little video. It's cute. <clears throat> so then we have walk animation customizations. Player walk animations can now be customized via the power customization system by using the walk power option found under inherent category. Previously, the three default walk animations were each locked to one body type each, but now players can select which, whichever fits the personality of their character best. Casual male, glamorous female, tough, huge, or zombie, zombie. <laughs> I love the hip sway on that uh, beastie on the left. Yeah. <laughs> so that's glamorous walk on the male body and casual on the female body. I'm glad they're giving some options for that because that really matters to some people, especially I would imagine the role players on Everlasting. Mm -hmm. So, and you know what? I think the biggest reason I'm not into role play is that I just can't remember what am I supposed to be right now? <laughs> I'm trying to remember my power set and how they work. And you want me to remember a character? What? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see, various additions and enhancements. Um, let's see, Rich says, I can't wait till my new corndog emote is approved. Oh. <laughs> I hope it's not the one from the Discord, because... Or as the kids are saying, Herk. <laughs> um, Mr. Million Dollar, I can be a girl guy in real life. Yeah, that's, I've been accused of that a thousand times in-game. Uh, let's see, and the role players... Yeah. Exactly. It is not. It is not. I will unsubscribe, Rich. <laughs> Rich has this crazy looking emote that he's been using on his Discord. It's kind of gross, you guys. <laughs> it's awesome. Like gross, you mean awesome. Chaba eating a corn dog. I'll, I'll, I'll let you wonder. <laughs> so we have under various additions and enhancements. We have badges, new badges. So for completing the Sister Valeria story arc in Simarora, we have the Shadow Out of Time. Uh, defeat the new boss encounter on the ITF on advanced difficulty and you'll get freezer burn. <laughs> uh, brother slash Sister of Corruption, defeat 100 members of the Ravenna Conclave. No spoilers. Uh, pecking Order is another badge for complete... Completing the badge mission Lost Motivation listed as ARC.42 under Champion Level 25 to 29 bracket in Ouroboros. 
Traditionalist Spoil. Complete the badge mission Revelation Ricti Factions, listed as Arc.43 under Vindicator, bracket and Oro. Uh, mimic. Purchase a power costume. Nope. Purchase a costume power using Prismatic Ether Particle Salvage. Get your pep on. Um, doppelganger is for purchasing five. Shapeshifter is for purchasing ten. Uh, of the uh, costume powers using prismatic ether particle salvage and hologram is for purchasing the BL22C holographic matrix accolade from the Benevolabs vendor found at any vault reserve door location for 50 prismatic ether salvage. So you guys, a badge that you can literally just buy. <laughs> If you have the money, you can buy the salvage in the auction house and bing, bang, boom, buy a badge. Well, it's an accolade. Uh, let's see, badge adjustments. Strike Force badges now display a hint in the accomplishments tabs when a villain or rogue is high enough level to qualify for them, similar to Task Force badges currently do. Where the opponent now displays a badge hint to complete the flashback challenge of Lord Recluse's Strike Force found in Ouroboros after earning the Servant of Recluse badge from the normal version. And uh, History in the Making unlocks Cimarora as an exit destination on the... What? Oh! History in the Making unlocks Cimarora as an exit destination on the Ouroboros zone exit portal. Oh, thank you. You guys, this thing right here is why I like to read you guys the show notes because <laughs> I cannot read through every line of this shit for myself. I won't do it. But for you guys, I'll do it. And this is how I learn. <laughs> oh my God. I was just bitching about that. <laughs> so, hmm, history in the making. All right, that's a good one. Temporal Strife unlocks Simarora as an exit destination on the Ouroboros Zone exit portal. So both of those. Nice, Very sweet. And then uh, for I bet you guys are loving that change, and nobody even told me. <laughs> I was <literally laughs> from, from Ouroboros and didn't. Uh, let's see. Badge fixes added alignment specific text to the villain. Three million, five million, and ten million healing badges. And the Fortunatus Seer Gladiator fixed an issue where some enemies in the forty-four to fifty-four range did not grant badge cre credit. That's good. Tour guide tips and missions added for all eight Cimarora exploration badges that unlock history in them, making accolade. As with previous tour guide missions, these tips only drop from the mobs defeated in Cimarora and only if you don't already have the exploration accolade for the zone. Each mission points you to one of the exploration badges you don't have and provides fun optional reading. Yeah. I might do that with the character I'm, I'm on right now. She's only level two, so she doesn't have anything. Uh, merit rewards. <clears throat> the Empyrean Astral Merit to Reward Merit Conversion. To Reward Merit Conversion. Has been removed from Reward Merit Vendors. For Incarnate Trials, we'll be adding a completion bonus reward of Reward Merits on top of the current standard Empyrean Astral Merit rewards, valuing the total of what the standard conversion would have amounted to. Meaning you'll get the same number of Empyrean Astral Merits as you were before page four, but also get the following on top. For Bath, 18 Reward Merits. For Lambda, 20 Reward Merits. For the Keys Act, 
Island Reactor Trial, it's 18 reward merits. Underground is 40 merits. TPN is 30 merits, as is Minds of Mayhem and Dilemma Diabolique. And the Magisterium Trial is 22 merits. The listed above, uh, to the st they follow the standard 18-hour cooldown on the same character per trial. And the Astral Merit bonus reward that is granted to everyone in the League for each badge challenge completed in all Incarnate Trials now includes an added to reward merits. Mm. Nice. Giving us all the candy, you guys. They love us so much. <laughs> of more merits. Just merits, take them. Merits, no, merits. no, just take them. <laughs> Supergroup bases, base item additions, removed the new tag from previously related, released items from page three and added 11 previously unreleased kitchen items from page three. So icebox one, two, washing machine closed. I don't... <laughs> you guys, I have to say, I don't understand why people want washing machines like i'm in the game to <laughs> out doing laundry but i get it you guys want to I recreate mean, places and lives and houses and sure all of that but this bitch is sending her 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 uh costume to the super group like you know cleaner that that they're taking <laughs> care of it. i'm not washing that shit yeah robots for that we're supporting the uh, local community and the finances of it, you know? Oh, right. Yeah, we don't have robots. We're not taking people's jobs. Where's the vacuum? Mr. Million Dollars says. <laughs> uh, Taxi says, all the spoilers or do a four-star without ever leading one before. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, that sounds fun, Taxi. Really fun. <laughs> it sounds really, really painful. What would you say was your biggest uh what do you what was the toughest thing for you taxi as far as the difference between doing a four star versus doing what we did before with the ITF mm -hmm. um proliferated emotes new emotes added slash em defeated emote utilizing the often requested recluse collapse animation located under actions in the emote listing added slash em casting which is not holding a microphone and podcasting. It is actually <laughs> a one-handed power cast animation on a cycle. Flash EM channel emote, which is the version of the two-handed raise cast animations on a cycle located under interact in the emote listing. Added legacy, sit, no. Added legacy. And then... They list uh, Ledge Sit 5, female version of Ledge Sit 1 with knees together. Because we're ladies, some of us. Not all of us want to be ladies. And then, uh, yeah, another one for Ledge Sit with knees together. Flash EM newspaper on male characters should no longer fall out of sync with the page flipping. If you notice this occurring on female, huge, or NPCs, this is alignment dependent, please report it on the forums. And they're... Uh, there will be a force feedback link on that too if you want to know where to go to just go to the forums.homecomingservers.com to the patch or thing and then there will be a focused feedback link at the top for the um this one was under various additions and enhancements so if you do notice that you know the way we keep this game improving is by reporting stuff so okay 
Let's see. Taxi says, uh, lack of communication. <laughs> I don't care how hard the content is. If you don't communicate, you will fail every time. But Rami fight is different. So that's harder for sure. Right on. That's what I was wondering is if it was the Romulus fight. Because that one is already challenging for a lot of people. But yeah, communication will kill any good effort every <laughs> single time. Yeah. New role-playing and system commands. The local chat range. Did I just skip past something? They uh, fixed emotes. So they fixed the newspaper. Uh, Calculate has had its sound removed temporarily. Um, inspiration label to train whistle. Yeah, they just tweaked some stuff. Winter donut added to the drenched donut. Oh, there's a winter donut. Had <laughs> a spooky donut. <laughs> the drenched donuts menu no longer requires a badge to unlock and fix ledge set emotes on female characters being sunk to yay onto the ground. I stopped fucking around with emotes because. A lot of times they didn't animate the way I wanted them to. So maybe I'll play with that some more. New role-playing and system commands, local chat range, getting back to that. Commands have been added that allow you to dynamically set the range that you hear local messages and how far your own messages carry. Units are in feet. Typically, a zone's maximum local chat distance is 100. Pocket D's maximum local chat is 50. Huh. So you can set the maximum range that your local chat and emotes may carry by doing slash speak underscore range and also slash listen underscore range will set the maximum range of local chat and emotes that you want to listen to. You cannot see the that these to values above the maximums you're in. Setting the value to zero will restore the default range. They ain't gonna let you talk to yourself. <laughs> Entering no number in the command will show you what your current ranges are set to. Entering no number in the command will show you what your current ranges are set to. All right, that's easy enough. So if you're on game and you want to know, type slash speak underscore range to see what the range is that uh, you can speak and then listen underscore range. And then you can just see what it is and you can, you know, tweak it as you like, I suppose. Dice rolls, new slash roll command added. It prints to all valid players in range of the emote channel using system text color to ensure rolls can't be spoofed. The command can be used with a single number to roll a random number within that range. Example, slash roll 50 will return a random number between one and 50. The command also accepts dice. Oh, yay! It also command accepts dice inputs up to 100 dice with 100,000 signs. That's my <laughs> kind of die, baby. So example, slash roll 4020 will return a roll of a 420-sided of 420-sided dice. Slash roll with no parameters will return a random number between 1 and 20. A single 20-sided uh, uh, die roll. That's good to know because some people will think it's one to six. <laughs> right. It also accepts an alternate format of slash roll hash x hash, which would be slash roll four x 20 will return a roll of four 20 sided dies. All right. All right. Give us an option. Appreciate it. Distance to target the new option added to display the distance between you and your target on the target window. That's tight. Yeah. So their example is Jack and Irons, and it shows a little 135-foot thing. That's cute. This setting toggle is found in the uh, Options window, Window Show Target Distance. 
can be turned on or off by using slash target distance one and slash target distance zero. Dig there it. is an underscore between target and distance. What, baby? I dig it. <laughs> Mr. Million Dollar, wait, if I can't talk to myself, how will I have any friends? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get you. I feel you. Oh, Taxi says HC donations almost met their goal. I didn't notice they were... they were. Well, I've been alt-tabbed while we've been doing this, I guess. I know. Did they <laughs> fill monthly... it? Just said almost, so yeah. Sure, it's... I always miss the opportunity to donate. Um, let's see. Architect Entertainment. The AE uh, tutorial NPCs in Mission Arc that were formerly found in Atlas Park and Mercy have been moved to Port Oaks and King's Row AE buildings. Uh, custom enemy changes. PowerPoint values for all custom enemy powers have been normalized. Some power sets in the same category were set below standard point values and some were set above. This means existing AE arcs may need adjusting if any custom enemies were using the bare minimum power selection for max rewards with power sets that were above the standard values for that type. I'm just going to skim through the rest of these, you guys, because um, it's uh, the <clears throat> it's our ending time coming up. So <laughs> yeah. And people that are into architect entertainment and doing that, they have already poured over these, right? Like, people don't casually just create, go into AE. <laughs> I mean, I did, but that's just for the badges. I casually went in there and created what I needed to to get my badges. But yeah, other than that, I think people are pouring. People that are actually writing them are definitely pouring over. And there's a lot there, y'all, so... Feel free to look it over in your in your time and uh, and feel free to give us feedback too. Uh, enemy group adjustments and fixes. The following NPCs now have their weapon sheathed and displayed on their costume when not in con combat. Uh, I'm not going to read all those. Arachnos, there were major visual discrepancies between the contact and combat versions of Rydian and Sh Shadow Spider that have been corrected so that they're consistent and obviously the same person no matter the context they're encountered. Becky the Tarantula Battle Mistress has been given a minor visual update and now smiles. Aww. So now we can actually go to her and say, you should smile more. <laughs> <laughs> and she will. And she might. She might also punch <laughs> us because that's the usual response that you should expect when you tell a female to punch smile. Punch to the throat, yep. The damage typings on a few of Lord Rayclose's melee attacks have been updated. Um, Regent Coral has toxic claw visuals to make her more unique as an AV. And Tarantula Mistress and Tarantula Queens have more subdued toxic visual effects on their melee. Um, don't care about Ascendant Shield power, but it properly animates now. Jarring <laughs> <laughs> Earth, Crystal Shard enemies were set to spawn at 35 minimum for reasons related to trial content. This had an unintended side effect of wildly overleveling pets summoning from 20-something critters as level 35. As a temp fix, these critters will be reset back to minimum level 27 until a better solution can be deployed. Um, fix fixed an issue that would cause Hellion Mob's missions to spawn at a higher level range than intended. Summon Battle Orb pets from IDF no longer drop rewards. Um, 
When Jack and Iron spawns on his throne in Croatoa, there is now a 50% chance that he is sp- sitting in a more comfortable position. <laughs> uh, I'm sure Jack appreciates it. <laughs> Comfort's important. Jack and Iron's throne spawn give him a sleep particle effect cons with yellow reticle and remains non-hostile until... Woken. Um... Attack values on Ricty Monkey's standard melee and psionic ranged attacks are no longer double their intended value. That was accidentally caused by some sil- silly sentient map server related things. <laughs> Let's see. Task adjustments. There's more there, you guys. I'm not obviously reading them all. Tax adjustments and fixes. I'm sorry, that's task, not tax. Added mini-map icons and waypoints to all TFSF trial contacts in the game. They are invented... Nope. They are identified via a purple book icon on the map. It's a teensy... There's a little example of it on the end of that first bullet point, Shooch, if you want to zoom in a little bit. But it's just a little purple dot with a little open book in front of it. Mm-hmm. Incarnate trials, the behavioral... Uh, the BAF trial can now be started with a minimum of 8, down from 12. And can the TPN, that's good to know. Bath and TPN can now be started with eight players. I wonder if I'll remember. The Dr. Aeon Strike Force, Advanced Difficulty, um, Melter's Tactics, two hit buff now follow the same star count. That cap rules as the Advanced Difficulty ITF. Anything using unresistible damage in the ASF, such as Ribble, Surges, Puddles, and King Midas's Singularities, are no longer affected by damage buffs. This includes advanced difficulty stat buffs and also bypasses Absorb. Hmm. Ripple Surges, Puddles now only deal fatal damage to players, <laughs> with non-player <laughs> entities only taking a fraction of the damage. Golden Bricker Knots can now be confused by any confused powers without fail during the self-destruct countdown. There's a whole bunch of fixes for Aeon, and it goes into detail, you guys. I'm going to leave those for you guys that really want it. It's possible that Chooch and I might finish reading these in another setting, but for now, we're just assume that this is going to be the one time. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to read through them and read the good ones. Um Fixed a broken description on Gaussian. That that stuff irritates the shit out of me. So thank you. <laughs> um, gave the frozen scientist proper descriptions. These are all good for my lore reads. Yeah, and by the way, we're going to be starting up uh, my stream very shortly, as soon as we finish here. And it'll be myself and Chooch and Rich um, and uh, hopefully Grablaja. And we'll be, we've decided that we're going to run the Sister Valeris um story arc in Simarora first and then if time allows then we will do some gold side so i totally lied when i said we were doing gold side might get this <laughs> right there <laughs> um so um yeah they've done a lot of fixes here becky the tarantula battle mistress is very pleased with her new look and now smiles Ooh, King Midas is now immune to Mez effects until he gets moved into a cauldron to prevent him from getting Mezzed outside of one and interrupting the flight's fight's flow. That's good. That seems like a big help. Uh, Katie Hannon, TF's got some fixes to the second mission. Fixes Amy Johnson's AI to not attempt kneeling after being rescued in the cave map. Fly... Fly removed from Amy Johnson's power repertoire, ensuring she follows on foot. Hate it. 
increased her tether range and the range in which she looks for a leader to follow. That's good. This should resol resolve the single most common issue our GMs get tickets for. So people complain oh, about wow. Huh. Oh, wait, mission two. Is that the one? Because I'm thinking of the one where you go and you save her soul and then you can just fly up to the top and she doesn't aggro anything because you fly above to the mission thing. But eh, I'm probably thinking of the wrong one. The Sutter TF issue fixes. Um, they did a fix to Terracos. It's small stuff. Um, oh, 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 rest in peace. Uh, so they fixed an issue after the Coago AV is defeated in the Cavern of Transcendence trial. The minions of Igneous ambushes will stop spawning. <laughs> that makes me sad. Infinitely respawning Rikti enemies in the abandoned sewer trial now correctly do not give rewards, matching other infinitely respawning mobs. Sad. Um, let's see. Story arcs, Keldians, Nyx Nyctus Insurrection got some fixes. Um, updated details per Nictus Lord of Elements. Daedalus Stolen Power has some fixes. Um, and alignment tip missions. Even Sheridan's arc. City adjustments and fixes, you guys. They worked so hard. I wish I could read all of these through. But to do that, I'd have to cancel our game stream. We've got two folks that are <laughs> for us. We have Griblage in chat. Hey there, Grib. <laughs> hey, Grab. I'm sorry. I'm a slow reader. <laughs> it's a lot of notes. And we started late. Go figure. Yeah. Chooch was having all kinds of problems with OBS. Chooch, would you give some shout outs in the chat, please? Sure. Um, after a fierce bidding war for the contract to the building south of Wentzworth's Freedom Corp has managed to secure rights to structure over Cray Industries beyond renovating. Okay. Yada, yada talk. Um, Fort Trident is now accessed by the front door on this new building pictured below. This is seen via a marker on the mini-map. And this is Atlas Park. Shining Star's tutorial mission has been updated to visit the nearby Vault Reserve building instead of the AE building. And the mini-map has been updated. After ignoring workplace safety codes for many years, Aeon Corp's Architect Information Facility, Entertainment Facility on Mercy Island has been completely immolated after an unexpected fire consumed the entire structure in what was described as a raging inferno. W Spider re reporters have asked locals for their take on this sudden turn of events, to which many answered, We're surprised it didn't happen sooner. Armored <laughs> 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 drones have secured the wreckage site while investigations behind the cause of this accident are investigated. So that explains what they're doing with that. And then Talos Island, um, the formerly insta instanced Luau roleplay area has been formally added to Talos Island near Spanky's boardwalk. There is a Taylor present there, which has a mini-map icon. The old instance Luau zone is no longer accessible and has been removed from Nola Gol's dialogue options. Characters <coughs> who were logged out there will find themselves in Pocket D after page four launches. Uh, so yeah, go to Talos for it now, y'all. It's on the mini-map, too. Fort Oaks has Blackbeard's Pub. It's finally reopened. Accessible through... Uh, it's now accessible via the front door or new hidden sewer tunnel entrance in Port Oaks. Um, yeah, so that's where that is. Echo Plaza has been spruced up. Various ambient sounds. Arachnos Flyer. 
and a new loading screen for the zone. That's nice. And uh, Rick D. Warzone uh, Vanguard Conference Room, the door located near the villain portal. And the infirmary is now linked to the guards, the Vanguard's conference room for use of players for RP gatherings. If lucky, you may happen upon a familiar face to have a chat with upon entering the room. Ouroboros, of course, has that great new thing. You can unlock Simarora as a travel destination in the Ouroboros exit portal by earning the History in the Making Simarora Exploration Accolade Badge or by earning Temporal Strife by completing the Imperious Task Force. Bunch of zone adjustments and fixes. Uh, invention tables are added inside the vault reserve location. Um, the candy cane vendor and Trina, the body sculptors, are being sunken into the floor and pocket D has been fixed. Overhead lights that were off center. All kinds of things, you guys. They are pouring over this code to make it better for us. And don't we appreciate it, you guys? I do. We removed the infinitely barfing guy from the red side area in pocket D whose vomiting sounds make it unpleasant to unroll to roleplay in that half of the zone. He's been delivered <laughs> off the premises and delivered to a proper medical facility to receive treatment for over a decade's worth of alcohol poisoning. <laughs> nice. That guy at the Foo Fighter concert we went to just oh, puking. Man. puking. Anyways, um Echo Plaza, <laughs> numerous geometry errors. Still Canyon removed geometry found out of bounds on Still Canyon that would cause invasion GMs to spawn outside the map. Ooh. Firebase Zulu, Capo Diablo. Yeah. Ah, fixed a gap in the ceiling at Studio 55 that could allow guests to escape into the void. That's sadness. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And then there's some game client adjustments and fixes. Um, fixed a code issue with generator randomization that was causing map server crashes. Oh, wow. That's big. Yeah. Fixed an issue that made it possible to enter and open doors from unintended distances. Hours that play on, a, on each target that is hit will no longer reach a deafening volume when there are many targets. Fixed many typos and grammatical errors that were reported by players. Fixed a busy string that was displaying player name instead of the player's actual name. Cool. All good stuff. And then, like I said, it was reported. I didn't get a chance to explore it, but it was reported that the DFB uh, Death From Below trial was broken. And the next day, Tuesday, the 24th, they fixed that issue. Uh, it prevented, it had prevented Lost Davy from spawning in Death From Below. Um, and they also fixed emote channel text is once again italicized in the chat window. Name checking during character creation now properly shows name from recently del deleted characters as available. Fixed a long... Oh, I, that was actually a problem. I heard somebody talking about that a little while ago. Fixed a long-standing memory corruption bug in the chat system that dates back to the retail days. Thanks to the ITF run last night who simul crashed... Simul crashed from the new more advanced sanity checks to catch these and submitted crash reports. Yay. And fixed a map server crash that could be triggered by a specific combination of costume parts and supergroup settings. Wow. Hmm. Lots were lots of things fixed in uh August. We are not ones to complain. But that's it. That's <laughs> the patch notes you guys with skimming. 
Let's be honest, you don't mind me skimming. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Mr. Million Dollar, I want to know, when are they going to let us have super babies? <laughs> Never, I hope. Hmm. <laughs> don't want Me super babies. <laughs> well, okay, so not specifically babies, but you have the huge body type, so why not have a teensy body type? Oh, you mean like Baby New Year? I thought you meant let's have babies, like sidekicks or something. Hmm. Maybe a new role play option? That would get out of hand quick. But I know some people that, yeah, would really love to have a a lineage option. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm going to sign off the webcam here and uh, launch my broadcasting software so we can get this game night started. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool. We'll hear you talking. You just won't see my face. <laughs> so awesome. Yeah. Um, the uh, I can leave that there. Um as Viv said, we're going to go to our regularly scheduled, uh, I was going to say Super Saturday. We're doing gold side content, um, or have been doing gold side. Today may be different, but <laughs> usual scheduled with Trauma Train Rich and Greb Laja, who are in the chat. Um, so yeah, we normally start that up at uh, 7 Eastern. We're running a little late. And uh, then we're going to jump into that. Let's be honest, we always ran late when we did the podcast, <laughs> rolling into that. We also do uh, streaming on Wednesdays, uh, Wicked Wednesdays with Trauma Train Rich. Uh, we do Red Side content. And uh, both of those are on Vivid Muse's uh, stream channel, stream channel, Twitch channel, um, which I'm going to raid in just a moment. And we're going to kick off uh, those little pieces of content. Um, content all over the place. I don't know. It's been a while, you know. You know how it is. But I really want to thank everybody for coming in the chat. Um, uh, thank you, everybody listening on the podcast. So sorry that, you know, we've been so flaky and been absent the last couple months. But we love you all. Love the interaction. Love the reviews. And uh, enjoy doing this so much. Um, I need to alt tab and click over to start my raid thing. Um, and so, yeah, you know, every little piece of uh, feedback and all that kind of stuff we get, we love reading through and, um, we'll, uh, keep on, keep it on. There we go. Start the raid. And I'm going to play the little outro video and then click that, uh, raid start button. We will catch you next time there's a significant event. Next time we got patch notes or something. Well, we will be tuning in on a on a Saturday. So uh thank you very much. We'll talk to you later. This podcast, its hosts, and websites are not in any way affiliated with NCSoft, Cryptic Studios, or Homecoming Servers. All views expressed are solely of the hosts and their guests. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, share-alike license, which is explained in detail at cohpodcast.com. Good hunting, heroes.